1: To music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.
0: Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 119, and it is volume 2 of our look at various DDT pro wrestling themes. And today I am joined by the perfect man for the job because he runs the Dramatic DDT website. It's first-time guest, Jamie O'Doherty. Hello, Jamie.
2: Hey, good to finally hear from you.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're here, definitely. Um, Like I said, uh, you're the right man for the job for this episode because uh, you run Dramatic DDT, which is an English website that is all about DDT wrestling and Tokyo Joshi Pro and Gambara and all those various sub-brands. And, you know, I I do recommend... If people are interested in that, you know, part of the wrestling ecosystem, they should check out the site because it's an essential source for translated promos and results and roster pages and all that good stuff. So, you know, it's a very helpful resource for sure, Jamie. So thank you for that.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's been an absolute growing beast over the last decades because DDT has kind of been growing up and up thanks to the uh, the purchase from Cyber Agents and cyberfighters now kind of Going head to head with Bushi Road over in Japan, so it's just leading to heavier and heavier scheduled for DDT Tokyo Joshi and everything else surrounding it. Let me ask
0: you: How did you become a wrestling fan, and more specifically, how did you become a DDT fan, and I guess um, the DDT guy, so to speak, with the website.
2: I mean, wrestling I've been watching for as long as I can remember. Um, I used to watch WWF on Sky 1 over here when I was a kid. I also somehow got access to New Japan Pro Wrestling on Eurosports when I was only four or five years old. So th- this was like 1991, and I was able to watch the Tundalaga matches. And Again, this was at a time when Pro, sorry, yeah, Power Rangers was the big show on TV, so seeing a guy like him come on the screen just captured my imagination. For DDT, I discovered them through uh, Chikara's Tag World Grand Prix tournaments. They used to invite some of the wrestlers over to uh, the United States to compete on those shows. And through them, I kind of went online, heard a lot of the wacky stuff about DDT, such as Ladders winning championships, Dogs winning championships, hmm. uh, Poison Swallow Julie, uh, Dan Kudino, and all of that. And I'm a big fan of comedy and pro wrestling, so that w- really hit the spot with me. Around 2008, 2009, uh, when DDT was gearing up for their first Sumo Hall show, I just got into the habit of writing up results for different message boards. And from there, kind of 2010, I decided no one else is writing about DDT. I've somehow figured out a knack of how to explain what's going on. So I took it upon myself to start up the blog and go on from there.
0: Well, I mean, oftentimes in wrestling, if there's a lack of coverage somewhere and a hole to fill, someone's going to fill it. And in regards to DDT, I mean, you became that guy. You filled the hole. So there you go, man. Good on you, I suppose. Um, I mean, with this show, I didn't know any of the wrestling podcasts out there that covered wrestling music, you know, in depth. So, you know, here we are filling that hole.
2: I know. and like, music is such an important part of pro wrestling. Uh, So much of the music I listen to is stuff I've discovered through pro wrestling. So, for example, uh, one of my favorite bands is Authority Zero, One of their songs, The Passage in Time, was used by, I think it was Takeshi Rikio and Noah, And that that was how I discovered that band. Just uh, finding his entrance music and starting to listening to their stuff through there.
0: It's a very common tale. I mean, I've said it before here, but I discovered one of my favorite bands, Rush, through wrestling. So yeah, I'm right there with you for sure. So yeah, here we are to talk about a grab bag of DDT themes. Um, This is volume two. I did volume one with John Carroll a few years ago. And I don't keep up with the company too often, but I do try to watch, you know, the big matches, the big shows. In fact, uh, a few days ago, I watched uh, the latest Corrigan show with uh, Takashida versus Brooks for the KOD title, and that was a great match. But I suppose timing-wise, it's good to talk about DDT now because we're only a few months away from the 25th anniversary of DDT. Um, next year, 2022, will be the 25th anniversary of the company, which you know for any company you know to exist for that long is certainly you know a very uh, very impressive feat um especially as one as eclectic as DDT is Jamie
2: um yeah so DDT like it started way back in 1997 and it's gone through many iterations until then so like the, the very early years were very different from what it became when the likes of Koda Ibushi and Hawashima came into the company and it's now very different uh with the current generation of Takeshita and Endo and Ueno and Chris Brooks. And the company's now gone big big enough to the point where they've run the Tokyo Dome once. They're planning to do it again. Now, ignore the fact that it's empty. That's intentional. <laughs> this isn't New Japan. But um, they've run Sumo Hall tons of times. Uh, they've gotten the likes of John Akiyama to sign up with the company. The next six months heading into this anniversary is probably going to be the busiest yet because they are looking into everything past, present, and future to celebrate about the company.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know everybody focuses on the comedy stuff, which, you know, fair enough, it's a big part of their ethos, of course, but they do have some very talented guys on their roster. I mean, Yuki Ueno, that guy alone, he's just an absolute prodigy who's going to be a big star someday, I think. Um, plus, obviously, Takashida and Endo and... Hiroshima, Higuchi, Akiyama, Mao, Sasaki, Yusuke Okada. I mean, they've got the goods. And with Cyber Agent also owning Noah, there is potential crossover there as well, as we have seen with the Congo stuff. So they're in good standing as far as talent goes. That's for sure, Jamie.
2: I kind of wonder if, if Noah had the youths that DDT has, there'd be so much more going for that promotion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe um. Maybe a, a fewer kendo Kashins and a few more endos and maos would make things more exciting. Uh, that's for sure, I think. <laughs> um, but speaking of Noah, I mean, DDT is a company that seems to be getting more and more aware of their English-speaking fans. Um, I know the new Wrestle Universe site just launched, and it's got an English version that is very sleek and easy to follow. Um, they've got Mr. Haku not the wrestler, a different Aku, uh, doing translation work for them. Um, I mean, a few years ago, they ran a show in America. That's where I met you in Queens, in person. And that show wasn't just a bunch of random matches in front of a random crowd. No, that was a DDT show proper in front of a DDT crowd that knew the promotion. And there was also going to be that Tokyo Joshi Pro show in Tampa last year before the pandemic hit. So they are trying to reach that Western audience, which is just, you know, it's, it's smart business, Jamie.
2: Yeah, especially since um, a lot of what they do goes viral um, and a lot of their attention. I I feel like so much of the crazy indie stuff you see in North America now is stuff that DDT was doing five, six, seven years ago. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely, definitely. So let's get to these themes here. Uh, We have eight to talk about, and we'll start off with the current KOD Openweight Champion, uh, the current ace of the company, leader of the Sauna Kamina faction. It's Kinosuke Takashida, who some of you may have seen in AEW earlier this year on their dark shows. This is by No God, off the album DDT theme song Best Volume 2 Dramatic. It's called Curtain Rises Type Fable. Called curtain rises and the way it's set up with the opening it's a rather apt title i think because the opening with the lone guitar and then the full band kicks in it does feel like the curtain is rising on something it's, it's a grand opening to a show perhaps and it sucks you in it feels like something important is coming and then it goes into the fast-paced rock and roll from there so it's a very well-constructed theme i think in terms of building anticipation and building a big time atmosphere um, plus Fable is the name of one of Takashita's moves, so it all ties in there nicely,
2: Jamie. Yeah, it's pretty much the main event team that he was waiting for all this time. I remember seeing him uh, wrestling in AEW and just watching the chat on YouTube because it was an episode of Dark and people were just replying, this sounds like boss music. Hmm. And I think this really it's really apt for what Takashita has become since he's kind of uh, the big guy in DDT now.
0: Yeah, it definitely feels like an ace theme to me. It has that same air of confidence and star power about it that Okada's theme does, or Tanahashi's theme, or in regards to DDT itself, Hiroshima's theme, which is also very, you know, no-nonsense, I am the hero, no pun intended for Hiroshima there, uh, aura, <laughs> Um, this song captures that same feeling, the difference being that this is obviously a little bit more intense and fast-paced and heavy than Hiroshima's theme is, which makes sense because he's much younger than Hiroshima. You know, he's only 26, for God's sake, and he already feels like a total package, too, which, I mean, it's crazy to see how good he already is, Jamie.
2: I mean, he's been wrestling for almost 10 years now, I believe.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's like, what, a five-time KOD champion? He's main-evented countless sumo hall shows and, and other big shows. He's had a lot of great matches under his belt, and yeah, he's only 26. Like, imagine what the next decade or 15 years will be for this guy. It's amazing, yeah.
2: Like, they called him a supernova from his debut for a reason. Mm-hmm.
0: And as well, uh, something I do on this show every so often is I take a theme and compare it to a person's rival as a point of contrast. And when I think of Takashida and rivals, my mind automatically goes to Tetsuya Endo, who we'll talk about later on. You know, him and Takashida came up together as rookies. They were a team, happy motels, and then they split off. You know, Takashida became the good guy ace while Endo became the bad guy as a member of Damnation, the big heel stable, And as a result, you have this theme, which is upbeat and stirring, while Endo's theme definitely skews in a much darker direction than this song does, Jamie.
2: Well, I figured the intro for Takeshita's here, like you mentioned, it was uplifting. For me, there's a sense of dread to it, which is, like I mentioned, it's like bass music. It's here to remind you that this guy, he like he will do comedy matches, and he is uh, pure-hearted when it comes to the sauna Amina stuff. But when the bell rings, uh, he's there to do business.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And I think this song being such a, a fast-paced, hard rock song does lean into that aspect for sure. Yeah. Um, so we go from Takeshita uh, to the man he just faced for the KOD title a few days ago. It's the Calamari Catch King himself, Chris Brooks. Brooks was the first ever DDT Universal Champion and is known for his CCK tag team with various partners, as well as the CDK tag team with Masahiro Takanashi and his alliance with the delightful Maki Ito. Uh, his theme is by Mal Havoc off their EP Human Fly. It's their version of the cramp song Human Fly. ...played Curtain Rises, which sounds pretty clear, pretty straightforward and kick-ass and whatnot. This is not that. Uh, This is, uh, shall we say, a lot slimier and a lot seedier in comparison. Um, Like, there's an oily, inky film coating over the song. Especially with those vocals, which are just so modulated you can't understand them at all. And with Brooks being the squid man, so to speak, that's very appropriate, I think. Because I hear this music... It does sound like music that a criminal squid would use, Jamie. I, I do get that picture with this song.
2: Yeah, this is a song I absolutely love. Um, I first heard him use it in WXW in the 2019. Uh, I think it was 16 Count gold. Uh, at the time, I thought it was an original rendition of the song because I've never heard this version before. But... When you hear it in an arena, at ringside, there's a pulsating energy that comes off the speakers through it that just really matches Brooks' attitude so well.
0: Yeah, it does have the perfect tempo for clapping, too, which is great. It does have that, and I do like the song a lot. It does sound cool and mysterious, and it does give Brooks an added layer of, of danger to him, especially if you read the lyrics. I've got a garbage brain that's driving me insane, and I don't like to push that pest aside. Baby, I won't care, because baby, I don't scare, because I'm a reborn maggot using germ warfare. Again, you can't hear the lyrics at all in this version, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's an unfriendly sounding song in general, so it does make Brooks come across maybe not terrifying, because he doesn't have that vibe to him per se, but more, you know, underhanded, more dangerous and skeevy. That kind of vibe, Jamie
2: it has an indie sleaze quality and like he should know because like during his time in japan he has gone and went to like every sleazy indie promotion you can find like this was a guy who i think grew up watching like occupation of the indies and just made a checklist of promotions to work for while he was over here um, and another thing about this song um i mentioned about you know, the pulsating energy There's there's something that... You see this in Japanese productions of pro wrestling shows... Usually Samurai TV... Where instead of sudden cuts during the entrances... They do a slow fade from one camera angle to another... And with DDT, what they do in the entrances is... They'll have this diagonal camera angle... Facing either the entrance stage... Or next to it, the banners with the wrestlers on it... So when you have Brooks coming out to that song playing in the background the camera will slowly fade over to this angle of uh, the banner with Brooks' face on it as he comes out to the ring. It's a piece of production work that I really like to see on TV shows. I would love it if Northern, Northern America or European promotions copy this. I think the thing is they probably don't have the abilities to do so because these are actual TV studios in Japan working on these shows.
0: Yeah, I've seen that done in New Japan a bunch where, you know, a guy's in the ring and the camera's on his face and he's looking all focused and intense and and it slowly fades over to the guy coming down the ramp. It's a very cool-looking piece of production work, definitely, yeah. Um, And with Brooks, you know, like you said, uh, he's used this version, uh, both, you know, both this version and the Cramps version in the UK and in Europe, which feels like forever ago at this point because he's been in Japan since, I think, February of last year And has stayed over there since the pandemic. And they talked about this, you know, for the Takashita match. But when Brooks first came to DDT, he didn't really know anybody. And he didn't have any friends in Japan. But the longer he stayed, the more ingrained he became in the country and the company. And now he speaks Japanese a lot more fluently. And he has a lot of friends now over there. And he's become a DDT guy through and through. That's how I see him nowadays. Which, I mean, hey, good for him. I mean, obviously he loves it there. They love him too. So good on the guy, Jamie, you know?
2: It's good that you mentioned that because at the end of the Brooks versus Takeshita match, they really nailed how uh, close friends they've become in real life. And I think the direction they're kind of going with this is, this isn't a direct comparison, but they're kind of going for like a new modern day Golden Lovers with these two people as the, like the next leaders of DDT. It was even said before the match that they wanted their match at Kirk and Hall to be at the same levels as the Ibushi versus Omega matches in the past.
0: I mean, it's Omega and Ibushi. So that's a lofty goal to reach. That's for sure. Um, but they do have the chemistry. I will say that they do have the chemistry for sure. Uh, based on the match that I saw. Definitely. Um, song number three, and this is for Saki Akai. Uh, Saki is the only FEMA member of the roster And a member of the stable eruption with Yukio Sakaguchi and Kazusada Higuchi, who we'll discuss later on. Saki's theme is by Gwen Stefani off the album Love Angel Music Baby. This is What You Waiting For? want to say right off the bat here i love this song so much this is my favorite song on the list here it's just so catchy and fun i listen to it all the time it's great um now fanboying aside it's a rather fascinating song to come out to for an entrance theme because on the surface with the music this is your standard super fun catchy pop song but there's a lot more to it than that because you know this single this album is Gwen Stefani's first solo project, Post No Doubt. And she was very nervous about doing this solo album. She had a writer's block. She was tired from touring. And all of that doubt and anxiety and self-consciousness is in this song, which, you know, in the context of a wrestling theme, is not the norm. Uh, Did you pick up on that at all, Jamie? Um, I
2: I kind of just took it as, like, um, this is a popular song... uh the lyrics might get lost in translation but uh, might as well just take it because you know she's a glamorous model this is kind of walk out music that she'd go to so I haven't really thought about that
0: yeah the lyrics are just rife with um, like I said doubt and hesitation naturally I'm worried if I do it alone who really cares because it's your life you never know it could be great take a chance because you might grow born to blossom bloom to perish your moment will run out because of your sex chromosome TikTok, tock, tick tock, you stupid hoe! They're all waiting for your hot track. What you waiting for? Like Gwen is trying to psych herself up and get over the hurdle and get past those anxieties, rather than just being confident already. Um, I don't know. Maybe Saki herself has felt the same way, Jamie.
2: That World Cup of match, uh, like Saki's became a pro wrestler to get stronger. Like a lot of uh, that's a backstory for a lot of pro wrestlers. Like with, with Saki, she. She didn't start pro-wrestling with DDT. Uh, The first time she got involved with this was uh, she got a role on a TV show called uh, Muscle Gold. It was a TV drama about a wrestling promotion and and it involved wrestlers from Ice Ribbon and JWP doing cameos and providing work. One of the the co-stars is Hikaru Shida and the two of them played a tag team together and it led to a an exhibition match to promote the show on ice ribbon the two it did like a 10 minute tag match uh saki she enjoyed wrestling but at the time said she wasn't interested in becoming a pro wrestler somehow ddt got on her ear and two years later she decided to turn pro with them so I, I think like the story of anxiety and trying to prove yourself uh that probably does go through her head uh especially since like, she has kind of a rough background, like she, she has an estranged father. There's some stuff with her family past. That's not exactly the nicest. So um, yeah, maybe it works out like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did watch an interview she did with Warren Hayes from bell to bells. Uh, it was translated actually. And she talks about how people in Japan do have a preconceived notion of her because yeah, she's an actress and a model her dad's a famous boxer. So I could possibly see her having those anxieties in real life, for sure. Um, but I will say, you know, from what I've seen of Saki and what many others have said, is that she hasn't a bunch in wrestling over the past couple of years. Um, she's also in this cool stable eruption and with six-man tag champs for, you know, many months. So she's definitely come a long way, all things considered. So maybe she still gets those jitters. Maybe not. Um, or... Maybe she just likes the song. It could be that too, I
2: guess. (laughs) It also helps that uh, I don't think anyone else uses this song, so it is still unique in the pro wrestling world. Although, with that said, she's had the song for a long time. I think she's used it since her debut. I'm a little surprised she's still using it because DDT uh, has been giving wrestlers their own custom teams, and I kind of wonder what they would make for her if she got her own custom song. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, she's recorded vocals for music before. Oh, really? I did not know this. Yes. So um, uh, have you played the video game Yakuza 6? I've heard about the Yakuza games,
0: but I have not played any of them.
2: Okay. Well, um, in Yakuza 6, uh, these games always have a hostess mode where you get to date these glamorous women. And in Yakuza 6, Saki Akai is one of the characters you can date. She plays a fictionalized version of herself. And if you get through the game, you do everything, press the right buttons, literally, figuratively, yada, yada, (laughs) yada. Uh, You get to sing karaoke with her. And they recorded the original song. Uh, It's a song called Like a Butterfly. (laughs) and she sings her parts of the lyrics themselves now i'll I, I try to do research on this it's an original song but i think it's heavily based on move from the initial d soundtracks if you remember that yo group so she has experience doing vocals and as i was doing research for this episode i delved in deeper and i found out there was another song that she did vocals for remember Audio when i said she was teaming with Hikao shida for a tv show yes they had entrance music, and uh, guess which two women recorded a hip hop song to be that entrance music. <laughs> there was a song; it is available on, uh, I believe, Japan's iTunes page, so it's you can legally get it. It's called The Muscle Gold Rap. <laughs> And it's uh, those two involved. This is
0: all new to me, so that's that's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, my fun fact is that in the song, there's also the references to the Harajuku girls. And Japan, and Saki's doppelganger, Saki Sama, is in Tokyo Joshi Pro along with Palm Harajuku. So, uh, a nice little reference there for you, Jamie.
2: I don't think she'd like being compared to them.
1: <laughs> in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark Until now Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com The only repack that provides Real value, a complete view Of all possible cards, and clear Hit rates for each one Now when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, It finally feels like I know What I'm getting I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest It was a lot better than what you normally do Say you go to a card show, and there's Off again, that's arena club.com/slash VOW net, arena club.com/slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.
0: Up next is a man mentioned earlier, a former tag partner of Takashida, former KOD Openweight Champion as well, and former member of Damnation because the group split up. Literally a few days ago, it's Tetsuya Endo, who uh, Jamie, you and I saw win that KOD title for the first time at the New York show, which is pretty cool to see. Endo's theme, I can't find an artist for it, but it's off of DDT theme song, Best Volume 2 Dramatic. This is Damn It. admit, it took me way too long to make the connection between Damn It and Damnation. I will cop to that, but regardless, this song definitely fits um, or fit, I should say, the Damnation theme mold. Uh, You know, you listen to Daisuke Sasaki's theme, Helveti, or Shuji Ishikawa coming out to Battery by Metallica, or Mad Polly's theme, like, this fits right in there. Just straight up, intense, growling doom metal, I guess. And it's funny, you know, you look at Endo's wrestling style, he's an incredibly talented wrestler. Just an incredible high flyer, so agile. You don't expect a guy who looks like him to have this kind of music. Sasaki for sure, you know, Mad Polly for sure. But Endo, he is just a, a proper chiseled hunk who can fly around so easily. So I think this is a case where the music definitely emphasizes the attitude over the style, Jamie.
2: Yeah, like, Endo used to be such a sweet boy, but um, I think his CD changes are full of singers that are mad at the dads. So, uh, so he just transformed into this... <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say, because, like, his attitude in the last few months is kind of a bit goofier. He's not, like, gr- angry at the world all the time, like Suzaki is. But, uh, yeah, he, he just has this song that's impending doom and just heavy on the drums... I I don't know if he's going to keep it uh, now that damnation is gone because it feels a little bit out of place when he's on his own.
0: Yeah, I too had the same questions regarding Endo and and this theme now that damnation is over because, yeah, what is next for him? What is next for this theme song? Obviously, if there's a major character shift, it would, in all likelihood, require a new theme song. But we just need to wait and see about all that stuff. Um, But getting back to the song here, um, this does have vocals. And much like with Human Fly, I could not understand a single word that this person was saying here, Jamie. I, I'm at a loss here.
2: <laughs> I would have been really impressed if you got them right. I would have been really impressed because I cannot figure it out for the for the life of me. Yeah, the problem
0: is that with Human Fly, there are lyrics available. There are no lyrics available for this one. And there is just no way in hell was I going to be able to translate or transcribe Anything this guy is saying, and I assume you were in the same boat there, Jamie, for
2: sure. No, it, like as far as I know, it's a completely original song made for him. So, so, so you know, like you can't go to any lyrics site and see any pre-existing uh, notes for it. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, at least Dragon Gate has the Gayora website, which has links to lyrics for a lot of their songs. Um, but this is just a, a big shoulder shrug, I guess. So,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah because I, I have the DDT albums, and they don't have the lyrics like the Dragon Gate ones do hmm
0: right, yeah. Um, I will say, though, that uh, if Endo does change character and gets a um, I I don't know, a Jack Bauer gimmick, let's say, he can change the song name to Damn It, Chloe! <coughs> Little 24 humor there for you folks. Enjoy that one. Um, moving on now, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the one and only Denshoku Dino or as he's now known in the Pheromones stable, Denshoku Dandy Dino. Uh, Dino, one of the more infamous DDT wrestlers of all time, I'd say, uh, thanks to his gimmick, which I can best describe, to put it bluntly, as an extremely horny gay man. That's that's it. That's the character. And Dino's theme is by Tomayasu Hotei. Yes, that Tomayasu Hotei. Off the album King and Queen, this is called thrill So we have a love song, and a very energetic one at that, it's just bursting at the seams with passion and love and romance, baby 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 can't you see that I am yours, can't you see you have my heart, with the stars above I will give myself to you, and my hungry hungry heart it will never hesitate, it will never wait, dazzling love, like a million lights you burn my eyes, but I like the pain, and so on and so forth. And if anyone deserves a very energetic, passionate love song for a theme, it's Dino, Jamie. I mean, that guy is just bursting with love himself, shall we say.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, his entrance is something you, you just have to see to believe, because uh, even though it's not the most politically correct thing in the world, it's... Maybe the best way I can describe it is a uh, Panic at the Gay Bar. <laughs> so what, what, what you just see is he, he at least before the pandemic he'd just be charging out such for every man in the audience and try to kiss them so uh bruiser brody but a lot more flamboyance
0: yeah being at that new york show and and seeing dino make his entrance live and just you know kiss a bunch of guys in the crowd i mean it was it was a sight to see that's for sure and You know, nowadays with the pandemic, that's a bit frowned upon. But uh, back then, that was just, that was the entrance, you know?
2: (laughs) Well, you mentioned the New York show. They actually found the perfect way to make it acceptable. Before the match, before Dino's match, uh, the announcer just said, everyone in the audience, raise your hands if you want to be kissed by Dino. (laughs) And when Dino ran out, like, it was awkward at first because no one did. But then the first person rose his hand. Dino ran over, gave him a kiss. Everyone started to figure out what was going on. So one by one, hands were just rising up and up and up. And Dino just got his buffet.
0: (laughs) That's one way to put it, I guess. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, well, certain lyrics just seem rather poignant when thinking about Dino. Um, Every time our eyes meet, there is pain. See right through my heart like I am semi-nude. So we count to three after one long kiss from me. Please embrace my passion Because when it begins to grow, it begins to show. Like, it all just takes on a different tone in the context of Dino. Because, yes, he does like to get semi-nude, or sometimes fully nude, during his matches. Um, He does like to kiss people as well, and dry hump them, and do all sorts of horny things. So, yeah, like I said, it's a very appropriate song choice for Dino here at Jimmy.
2: Yeah, and it's even amazing because um, you mentioned it was Hotei who makes the song, and he's also responsible for the version of uh, Immigrant Song that Togi Makabe uses.
0: That's right, yeah, yeah. And he also did Battle Without Honor or Humanity, which uh, Sakaguchi uses, and I just played that on the Paul London episode a few weeks ago. So, yeah, two of the most cool, badass songs around, but he also did this. Like, <laughs> it, it shows his range, at least, that, that's for sure, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, Speaking of which, our next wrestler is, in fact, Yukio Sakaguchi, another member of Eruption, uh, son of wrestling legend Seiji Sakaguchi as well, and Sakaguchi's main theme is, of course, battle without honor or humanity, but since we just played that song on the previous episode, we're going to play a different song. Uh, This is Sakaguchi's victory theme, which plays after he wins a match. It's by the band The Backhorn, off their compilation album Best The Backhorn. This is called
2: Yaiba touch you are
0: It's also the theme to a movie called Sakigake Otoko Juku, which means Be a Man, Samurai School. And Yaiba is Japanese for blade. So that lines up there. Um, and the song itself, you know, it does have a samurai or warrior-like quality to it. Um, not like super stoic or whatever, but more so triumphant and courageous and aggressive. It has that kind of a classic feel to it too, with the strings in the background. The background singers. Oh, 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 so it's a great song for Sakaguchi to have because, you know, he's very much an old school kind of fighter. That's his motif. And I think it would work well for an entrance theme. Um, but in this case, it's pretty much just used for, you know, after the match is won, which we don't see too often in wrestling there, Jamie. Um, I think Mankind is the only other guy I can think of when it comes to, like, exit themes.
2: Yeah, there have been, like, one or two rare occasions where he used it as a. a singles uh, intro theme but it was just on very big occasions out of all the songs in the list we're talking about today this is my favorite like this is the one that's constantly on rotation on my iPhone Um, you mentioned about the samurai stuff like it's a very uplifting song it's almost a shonen anime aspect to it like uh, when you listen to the intro Uh, when that starts kicking in you can just picture in your head the hero charging through the forest reaches up to the cliff the entire world is ahead of him and the logo flashes on the screen as the song kicks in and this is such a change of tone uh, for what Sekiguchi has been over the last few years because he was originally a Pancras fighter he went to pro wrestling joined DDT he looked he looked Bit a, he looked a little bit out of place because all he did was just threaten to kill people every week <laughs> um, but at some point he kind of just figured out when to take things seriously and when to be in on the joke and he kind of adapted to his surroundings and uh, he, he kind of got to be a DDT wrestler uh, beyond simple
0: mm-hmm. and the lyrics here are you know, as beautiful and inspiring as you would expect them to be rise up there are things we won't surrender even if we die don't turn around there's no way back Keep pushing onward. Our hearts strike against each other until sparks fly. Would you call it tenderness? To no sorrow? In the battle we cannot lose. The blood of the men boils. And of course it talks about victory as well. Release me. In the world there's just that one blade. Sharpen it. Victory is a momentary flash of lightning. Come then, let's be victorious. We'll follow this path we believed in forever. Come then, let's be victorious. To the very limit that our fate allows. So it's a very colorful song, I guess, which is funny because, you know, Sakaguchi is not always the most colorful guy, uh, so to speak, with his various, you know, strikes and grapples. But um, but this song does let him be a little bit more, I guess, colorful in that respect. So
2: never say die, always say murder.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: One more thing I want to say about the song. Uh, midway through, there's this guitar solo that I can only describe as filthy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very much an animated song, has a lot of energy to it, which is great, and, um, and it does have that, that cool badass side to it that, that battle also does, but in this case, it also has that, like, emotional pull to it, too. So it's, it's dual-sided there, and I guess it makes sense there that it's very emotional because he just went through a hard-fought battle and won. So there is cause for more of an emotional dump and a song about victory and so forth, so, you know, there you go. Um, by the way, uh, best wishes to Sakaguchi as well, because um, I know he just got diagnosed with uh, spinal stenosis, which is a real tough break there for him. It, it sucks. I, I saw him limping in the most recent Corkin show there, and uh, I hope he's able to recover, you know, as soon as he can.
2: Yeah, there's no time yet for when he can return, so uh, yeah, best of luck to him. Mm-hmm.
0: Our second-to-last wrestler here, and this is the final member of Eruption, Kazusada Higuchi who has not held the K.O.D. Abumi title yet, but he has won the tag titles and six-man tag titles many times. Higuchi's theme is off of DDT theme song Best Volume 2 Dramatic. It's called Roar of the Young Beast. So there is definitely a lot of roaring going on here. A lot of stomping as well. Um, I mentioned the old-school feel with Yaiba. Well, this is really old-school. This has the brass and the strings in there going on. It definitely harkens back to the old-school movie monster stomping his way towards the village to kill everybody. And considering Higuchi is one of the monsters of the roster, his nickname is, you know, actually Roaring Beast. It's pretty on the nose, I'd say there, Jamie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I kind of find this song a little one-dimension, so I'm just going to read what I wrote down on my notes page here. Godzilla, 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 hey, that Bear McCreary cover of the Blue Oyster Coat song was really good. I wish someone used that as a theme song. Godzilla, 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 (laughs) I wish Reptile Bars were real.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not the most complex song in the world, is it? No, no. Um, I liken it to Jeff Cobb's theme in New Japan, in a way, which is, you know, it's similar with the monster motif, of course, but that one is a much more frantic and busy song than than this one is. The other big difference is that this has more of a militaristic vibe, I'd say. Like, if you take out the big roars and stomps and whatnot, it sounds like some sort of imperial army music, which, it does have similar connotations to the monster motif, I think. You know, it's this large, imposing force that's going to dominate you, and it will destroy you. And when Higuchi comes out, he's not snarling and lashing out like a, a crazed brute. No, he's he's all serious business, like a soldier, like, like a guy ready to do battle. So the theme works on that level, too, there, uh, Jamie.
2: It does, and that does uh, describe Higuchi when he's wrestling the serious matches. Mm-hmm. It's also,
0: I noted, uh, very, very different than the eruption theme is, the, the group theme. Because we played that song some months ago on the show... And it's this, you know, hard-hitting political hip-hop song. And that's a far cry from this one, that's for sure. Um, As are the other Eruption singles themes. You know, you look at Saki's theme, you look at Sakaguchi's themes, both of those. You would not expect the group theme to be this, you know, kind of jagged hip-hop song. And it's a cool song, don't get me wrong, but it is a real departure from their singles themes, that's for sure,
2: Jamie. it works that way in unifying the three of them.
0: Oh yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. So the final wrestler on today's episode here, and it's one of the all-time greats, and I mean that wholeheartedly, because it's Jun Akiyama, Uncle June Akiyama, known for his time in All Japan and Noah, of course, um, the unofficial fifth pillar. Well, he transferred from All Japan to DDT last year, and uh, he never went back. He stayed. And won the KOD Openweight title as well, and he's just looked awesome the entire time he's been there, pretty much. His theme is by Yuki Nakajima, it's called Shadow Explosion. This is one of the classic Akiyama themes, the other one being Sternus, of course, and look, it's Jun Akiyama. This is what you expect a Jun Akiyama theme to sound like, you know, from the late 90s, early 2000s, your traditional, big, epic pro theme with the guitars and the synths sounds just so heroic and triumphant and serious, and there's not much else to dive into it really, of course, but, you know, on an episode with Gwen Stefani and... Love Songs and Doom Metal and Roaring Beasts. Something traditional like this will still find a way to stand out, Jamie.
2: Yeah, like this is a kind of theme song you don't really hear much nowadays. Um, And there's a story behind it because he used to go with sternness in Pro Wrestling Noah and his return to All Japan, I think. I think the story is uh, when he joined DDT... He felt Shadow Explosion was like the more exciting song. It kind of brought him back to more exciting memories than Styrness did. So he made the decision to go back to that song.
0: Yeah, it's emblematic of Akiyama being in DDT in and of itself. Like, you have this classic all-Japan Noah wrestler who was molded in the form of the Four Pillars, who has just a huge resume of of big-time great matches... And here he is in the same promotion as Denshoku Dino, and Yoshihiko, and Lip Hip Shake, and Super Sasodango Machine, and and Gun the Fox, and all this other wacky, crazy stuff. And he has not changed his look, or his style, or his gear, or his character, or his music. It's all the same thing. Like, Junakiyama in DDT is literally just Junakiyama in DDT. Like, he's just plopped into this world now... And that's it. That's all there is to it.
2: <laughs> he has also been open to trying to adapt to DDT. So he's part of the Junetsu stable, but he's not the leader of the stable. Makoto Oishi is. That's because Oishi knows everything about DDT, and he can point to everything and explain everything to Akiyama about what's going on. And Akiyama, like he is fully under contract to DDT now, and he is trying his best to fit in with everyone. If that means having to team with Yoshihiko, he's going to do it. Um, If that means having to uh, mess around with uh, Kazuki Hirata and tolerate his dancing, he will do it. Yeah, he is
0: very much gung-ho about being there and being part of that entire world. Like, yeah, he's wrestled guys like Takashida and Nendo and Higuchi on the serious side in those KOD title main events. But on the other side, yeah, he's also teamed with Yoshihiko the other day. Um, He wrestled a naked Dino at one point. Like, he's very much all in. On the entire DDT experience. And the fact that he can still go, too, at 51 years old and still be great in the ring, it, that does help a lot, of course. Like, he's not broken down and just can only do opening comedy tag matches. No, he can still put on the big singles matches in the main events and be part of that big title scene and hang with the younger guys. So he's not just there to just be there and catch a check or whatever. No, he's, he wants to be part of the roster, you know, fully and completely there, Jamie.
2: Yes, he's not there for the paycheck. He wants to teach DDT, and DDT wants to teach him. So it's a double-sided relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Met. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for being here with this look at some uh, more DDT themes. And there are more to come still, obviously. There are more to get to in the future. But uh, until then, thanks so much for being here. This was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, it's thrilled to be on today.
0: Any plugs you want to give? Go right ahead.
2: Yes. So my website is dramaticddt.wordpress.com. I follow everything that DDT does, everything that Tokyo Joshi Pro does, everything that Gambe Wrestling does, and everything that Basara does. Um, I mentioned earlier, the next six months is going to be absolutely crazy. Next year is going to be the 25th anniversary. So there is loads and loads to write about. And... um, I know there are things DDT does that will not be to everyone's tastes. Uh, Dan Shokudino has done far more to scare off potential fans than bring them in. <laughs> but uh, if you're somehow willing to tolerate this, you will find such a talented roster and a style of pro wrestling that I don't think anyone else has been able to do in Japan or elsewhere around the world. It is truly something you have to see to believe.
0: Yeah, and having been to a DDT show myself, um... It was an experience, that's for sure. It was a very fun show to, to be at, um, especially on No Sleep, which I was. <laughs> I was on No Sleep that day. But uh, regardless, it was a lot of fun and a very uh, very eventful show uh, to be at. So uh, hopefully they come back to America soon when the pandemic uh, settles down some more. But um, anyway, Music of the Mat is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great podcasts on there at voicesofwrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. If you want to discuss this episode or other topics, you can do so at the VOW Discord. That's VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord. If you want to donate to the show... You can do that. Just go to voicesofwrestling.com slash donate and click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. And of course, rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Jamie, thank you again and I'll see you around.
2: Been an absolute pleasure. Good night.
0: All right. For Jamie O'Doherty, I'm Andrew Rich and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys.